Welcome to Musings from Melanated Minds Podcast. Boom. Um, all right. Hello. Hi, Good everyone. afternoon. Good evening. The question to start this endeavor is Yes. What is in your house? Um, are there whores in your house? Holes are, are in, in my house. Wet ass P word. There's some whores in this house. <laughs> Did you see, bitch? Of course. <laughs> I have never, I've never in my life had reason to know who Ben Shapiro was. No, I know him because they don't stand up. But I've never had a reason to watch this man. I never oh. had a reason to watch him. When he said, there are whores in this house. There, there are whores, whores in this, in this house. house. <laughs> what ass P word? What ass P word? Oh, when his wife said that having a wet vagina means something's wrong with you. I was like, you've never been pleased in your life. And that is truly sad. You just let the world know your husband is not doing what he needs to do. Um, All right. But to properly (laughs) introduce ourselves before we forget. Right. Hello. My name is Kenya. I'm a Scorpio. Um, And currently there are plants growing in my house, even though my baby keeps eating my spider plant and getting that's the hard part. It's like, she's I felt like really I seen cute. that on your, on your IG story and I was cackling. Like, she's really cute after she eats because all she want to do is cuddle. But I'm like, bitch, why is there spit on my plant? All right. Now she look a little raggedy. Like, I'm just yes. looking at her. And, but I'm really proud. I, have, I realized I have a pathos that I didn't even realize was a pathos. Yeah, girl here's the here's the pathos that's and then the pathos I found out, yeah yes i found out pathos were toxic and i was like okay bitch you're not allowed to chew on anything anymore <laughs> and then look at this half eaten plant wow but i'm really proud of this one she's very cute and i got when did aloe. you go on a plant binge um for like the past two weeks maybe it's like every time i would go to the grocery store and trader right. joe's i would get plants but my trader joe's plants do not thrive the way my supremo plants thrive True, Sup- true. Supremo plants have resilience because they, they know depression. Ah, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, friend. <laughs> okay, but have you been to Supremo? I have. There's one not too far away from me. Like, literally, I couldn't walk there. It's about Ooh, maybe a 10-minute walk. Yes. Living in the, the Northeast has its benefits. Um, the best? Oh, I was go just going to say, the best was when... Um, bourgeoisie blacks went to supremo and started complaining because the food that they got was spoiled or whatever the fuck and it's like because y'all don't know how to grocery shop that's not yeah. y'all problem like that's not supremo's problem right <laughs> like they're like the yogurt i bought was expired it's like okay did you not read the date? look at it <laughs> right. did, you not read the date? did your mother not teach you how to buy dairy <laughs> like first of all when i get to the grocery store I, and it's not going to get to the bread section i'm squeezing it about 15 11 times <laughs> until until I know that it can bounce back with resilience. If Absolutely. it's not bouncing back, that's a problem. <laughs> like, just any bagel? I want a bagel that has moisture in it. Thank you. Uh-huh, that was a great segue, but let me tell you real quick. Yes. Uh, who I am. Yes. I am Emma. Um, I am an airy sun, Libra rising, and Sag moon. Now, if you can understand this, it's a lot of chaotic energy that sometimes don't really go together, but oddly do. Um, and I feel like right now I'm identifying more with my rising sign than anything. Um, I don't believe that you are a Libra. 
I'm telling you, my rising sign was spot on, sis. Like, spot on. I'm giving you scales. I'm giving you balance. I'm giving you indecisiveness, right? I'm giving you all of the things. Um, Absolutely. I'm giving you, I don't want to be a problem child, so I want to make sure everyone is happy. People-pleasing. People-pleasing to the death of me. Um, But then the airy spirit comes out, and I just, like, ignore people and be like, well, I want to do what I want to do. Bye. Um... Remind me to ask be- you a question later. Oh, okay. And then when it becomes too much, the Sag in me is like, well, this was great. I will see all of you later. Yes. Also reminds me, this is something we should continue to do um, when we figured out our, our scandal signs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, love so, that. So yes, but we have to find new shows to do it for. But anyways. I love that. No. Yes, no one asked, but my moon is either a Pisces or a Gemini. I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> rising Virgo. What do you think? Do you think I'm more Pisces or Gemini? I am going to go on a leap because I know you personally. I think surface level, I would have said Gemini, but because I know you, I'm giving you Pisces. I agree. I remember when I got that, I was like, that That sits sense. well with me. Yeah, that yes. sits a little bit more well with me. Right, and then it makes me double water, and then I'm like, okay, okay it's it's well happening. with me. Right. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so now that you know who we are and right. all the, the how the sun and the moon and the stars affect us, right? Let's get started. Where are we starting? We were talking about bagels for a hot minute and how the moisture needs to be in there. Yes. You know what else needs moisture? P words. P words. <laughs> So the internet, like Twitter went ridiculously crazy when the WAP video was released. Now it was, it was released last week. I can tell you exactly where I was a week ago. I was, I had signed into work. I yes, had my little things. I had an eyebrow mm-hmm. appointment. I had to get my eyebrows microbladed. Period. Now, and let me see them when you're done. Oh, I'll show you when you're done. Now I played the wop now i was the only person in the because of corona i was the only yes. person in this in the in the eyebrow place because she's also an esthetician so i'm the only person in the salon and me and her are cool like i've known her now for like a year and a half almost two years send so me her shit. i will send you all of her stuff she's so great and so kind but i was like yo have you heard uh have you heard the wop song and i was she was like i knew what came up but i don't really know about it so i was like yo you should totally play it right now and she played it, and then I made her watch the video. She was so taken aback. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was in the chair. There's some hoes in this house. Is this um, is this person down with the brown? She's black. Okay, so she was just not prepared for Cardi. She was not prepared for what WAP stood for. Uh, I don't think, I think she... Girl, people predicted that like a week ago. People knew exactly what it meant. <laughs> I, knew, I knew going in, I was like, okay. I was, okay, I just wanted to clarify the disconnect because I thought we were talking about Megan Cardi. That's my thing. <laughs> like, people really were expecting a civil rights anthem song. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all want this from them? Like, we're, we're protesting. <laughs> Like, y'all want to defund the police. Like, bro, <laughs> they wasn't going to give us a defund the police song. <laughs> like, we all had different expectations. <laughs> and that was clear. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, the video 
uh my personal just like thoughts and opinions really quickly um the song was not overly great right like i didn't like super duper love the song on a scale from one to ten i'm giving it like a seven and a half eight right like it wasn't the worst song i've heard in the world but it definitely wasn't the best of either of their catalogs um the video however made me like the song more right there's one demon in that video that needs to go and i can think of countless other people that can go and viola davis viola davis is ready okay she's ready how to get okay. away with that? Like my sis put that. Go ahead. Just I love <laughs> the internet. I would just before we I talk about my experience. I just love the internet so much because one person literally just said Viola, and we all were <laughs> and like, what is, literally we were like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would you say that with your chest? I remember someone just replied, Davis, <laughs> and I screamed, and within days, this became the most beautiful meme which yes. then found its way to our queen one anime good pussy heart <laughs> yo <laughs> and i i love it here okay i love twitter i love the internet <laughs> i love everything about it and it's really funny because the way i feel about viola listening to the right. song it's so very different than how I feel about Carrie listening to this song, but we can get into okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I can. I okay. We'll talk about it, but what I will say is, so one of my little babies loves Meg, and they yeah. were like, "Oh, this." We were in at work. We were at work. All of a sudden, they're like, "Web comes out at midnight." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Yeah, right. yeah, I'm gonna check it out when it comes out." Real question is, is it Web? Or WAP? How do we, how are we supposed to say? WAP, WAP, WAP. WAP this, uh, no, it's WAP. Is it? Is because it WAP Because if you, the way you say ass is ass or WAP. It's my mind. I can't stand you. <laughs> I went, I went. <laughs> trying to phonetically spell it, say it correctly. Like, I can't. I don't, because then I'm just thinking about the fucking mirror challenge. Okay, no, we're going to figure gonna play this out. the song? I'm okay, going to play. You? Well, you figured that out. So I remember, like, it was, like, maybe, like, 12.05. I was literally about to go to sleep. I said my little, little night prayers, all of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm awake. Let me just play it on Spotify. So I, my first time hearing it. Um, you might have to skip Cardi Birds. Oh, she's about to say it. Wop wop wop. So I think it's wop, but I really do think it should be pronounced as wap. Web. But I guess you can't web 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 sounds too much like like fat. And that's it gross. Does. Can it we does. please cut down some of this? This is hate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hate us. I, this is how you get to like two hours. Anyways, um, what I will say, so the first time I heard it, I, I only listened to it. Right. And what I took away from it was, like, I really appreciated Meg's technical skill. Yes. Because I feel like this was one of those first times where I was like, oh, damn, Meg really be doing something here. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm realizing now that the reason why we have all of these, like, up-and-coming female artists is because we all grew up with Mickey, and I think that right. is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, also... 
completely unrelated the double xl freshman list who are any of those people i only know the girls i never ever ever know those men except for megan's year where i knew like three of the men yes because it was like the baby baby. and like a couple other babies right but yeah literally the only people i knew this year was like chica and mulatto mulatto yeah you know that's a conversation Anyways, so yeah, so the first time I I listened to WAP, it was, I was just like, okay, wonderful technical skill. I appreciate that Meg included the part about how men aren't giving you things because you've given them pussy. They've already decided to give you the things. You're just rewarding them for that decision with pussy. And so then I hop on Twitter the next morning and chaos broke All they want to talk about is Miss, Miss, uh, I don't even know what to call her uh jk elemental p like i don't know like uh i'm trying to think just kidding i'm gonna i'm calling just kidding backwards um yes and niggas want petitions because americans think petitions will change things um you know we haven't learned all the way it's okay the petition for beirut really just took me out (laughs) what what a petition gonna do um (laughs) but uh song okay so yeah so i saw the petition i was like kylie jenner is in this video i don't even know what y'all talk about so then i watched the video and then i was i was like okay i get the vibe like i'm enjoying myself i get it like and then i was like this song is made to be danced to while Mm -hmm. drunk as shit at somebody's bar and i Mm -hmm. get it Mm -hmm. i love it i see it we don't have that right now no so we're in the house. Yeah. I'm twerking so, on the wall. Like, like so throwing like, it back to nothing. A hundred percent. Which is unfortunate. So like <laughs> I have not gone out of my way to listen to it again since. Right. But I'm not mad at it. And I'm not gonna be here and be like, the children will be traumatized if they find out about this song because like, girl, they'll be all right. Okay. The like, children will be absolutely when Khalees did it we were fine. fine we were absolutely fine i believe my neck my back is a feminist anthem and it is i am proud of that stance absolutely and yeah so also i really love that carol baskin and cardi b now have beef that is the most hilarious thing to me she was like you use the tigers inappropriate you use the big cats inappropriately she's like girl you killed your husband <laughs> stay in your lane <laughs> I didn't read it, but there was some article uh, where the title was like, they found new information about her line by her husband. And I see, am see what happens when you see what happens when you mind other people's business. Right. It never turns mm-hmm. out correctly. Mind the business that pays you. Um, A word. Absolutely. Uh, but yes. So to segue a little bit, to get back to, um, I guess, my feelings about anime versus is olivia can i say something really quick though before you absolutely absolutely one point that i think really needs to be made and just hounded more is the fact of the Mm. matter that men have been talking about their sexuality for decades since the dawn of hip-hop okay since the beginning in the 70s here's the thing in the middle of new york like men have been talking about women's sexuality right and right. the, and one of the first times, well, this isn't the first time, but anytime a woman expresses her sexuality and in a way that has nothing to do with a man, 
whack, mm-hmm. wop, however you want to pronounce it, had absolutely nothing besides the fact that you are there. That is it. I'm taking the control of what I want, of my own personal pleasure. And now it's a problem all of a sudden. Now you got to worry about the kids. But when I was in high school and Kanye West talking about bruising people's esophagus and we all was just all chilling, like, sit down, stay humble. I'm tired. I think also my favorite is when they then compare them to other people. Because let's be real. Niggas love it when Janae Aiko whispers this exact same thing because she's light-skinned, skinny, and whispers. But also, what really... (laughs) I'm not doing this because you just said she whispers. (laughs) Tell me she don't whisper to her soundbows. She be... Her and Georgia and all the other little whispering light-skins. Like, that's just what they do. And, like, it's fine. Um, But the best was when niggas was like, well, No Name doesn't rap about sucking dick. And No Name was like, where have you been? Where have you been? Because I absolutely do. (laughs) I absolutely rap about sucking dick. Here are the receipts. I love it. You know, all I want to talk about is my book club, the revolution, smoking weed, and sucking dick. And you know what? Fabulous agenda. That is it. Like, the whole point is that women can talk about, rap about whatever they want. And people are just mad because they are not running hip-hop. Because what male hip-hop artist is really as mainstream, as relevant as any of the girls out here? Say that again. Like, who who was Apollo G? Out here and also doing what they need to do. Absolutely. Like, it's ridiculous. Also, the hip-hop community, y'all had everything, and I'm saying this again, y'all had every single thing to say about this wet video, whether you liked it or did not. But folks who did not had everything to say, but y'all did still have yet to come to Megan's defense on Mm. this whole thing. And that is where I'm tired of (laughs) y'all. That Mm. is where I'm frustrated. Oh, no. Uh, I just, I hope Cardi was able to, you know, share some of her light and joy with Meg, because Meg deserved she really does she absolutely absolutely does and if i'm being perfectly honest i feel like WAP is what nikki thought anaconda was gonna be oh jesus because i remember when i heard anaconda the first time i was like i excuse me am underwhelmed the song was completely underwhelming the video i think helped it right yeah and everybody was like oh my god drink that should not have been the highlight of the video like Girl. I agree though. Someone said uh, Rosalia was a conquistador. <laughs> We're done. Segue. Segue. We are done. <laughs> segue. All right, my segue. <laughs> my segue is um, we're going to talk about Kerry Washington, of course. So here's my segue. Uh, so we had the Viola Davis memes, and then eventually Viola found the memes <laughs> where someone photoshopped her, her face. And her skin tone onto Kylie Jenner's <laughs> body, and then put her in the video. And I would just like to say that I love that brief stint um, in How to Get Away, where my roommate, who's currently watching it, is about to is going to listen to this, and I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil this to her. So I'm just going to say spoilers. Maybe jump ahead like ten pew, pew, seconds, pew. Um, ten fifteen seconds. But like when she just like loses her mind for a brief period of time and is just drunk yes. as shit in the house just yes. having a great time yes i love that meme what they put in there <laughs> that one sent me it was a great time because that's just like a great part of the story where she was just like you know what i don't want to do this no more i'm just gonna be crazy when she was and cradling that bottle and she was just like hey. and she didn't know what the, ba- what the bottle was i was like yes <laughs> um 
point is I loved it because it felt like it felt like you know when you go tell your auntie about something and she didn't try and find it on her own you're just like right. auntie come check this thing out and auntie's like I don't know what this is but you know what it's a good time I'm gonna let you right. have your fun and that was wonderful also tell me mama wouldn't actually murder that outfit let's be I'm honest screaming. absolutely mama would murder that outfit of course absolutely that's not a question here's Bye, my mama. thing Here's my thing. So like, then, let's get to the thesis. So then, Carrie, Carrie, like when the song came out, was like, "This is important," and I was just like, "Baby." <laughs> so it, between what time when you was babysitting your kids was you listening to this song? I, I love her, <laughs> but she's been making it really hard, and it felt. I don't know. It, it didn't feel disingenuous. It just didn't feel like it made sense. It, fe- it felt like Carrie was just sort of saying that this song is important because of sort of like what the song is, which it is. It right. is important, but it's like... It's off-brand it's like, for her. It's off-brand for you. Like, you don't talk about sex on black things. No. No, I think she... She'll talk about... She'll talk about... She's like the mama who, like, talks about WAP with her white friends. Not her white friends, with her friends of color. Yikes. And I really hope she, Carrie's <laughs> like, I really hope she never finds this. She never needs to find this podcast ever. <laughs> ever. It does not exist. But like, I don't know. And then someone drew her with the little updo. I and saw the little that. Boop yeah. And she put it on her Instagram and said, Carrie Webbington. I'm like, baby. It just felt very off-brand for her. There's something Yo, that was... I felt like it was very in, like it felt the forced. fun. I was gonna say the fun that we were having with Viola was not mm-hmm. the same fun that we were having with Carrie when she first said because mm-hmm. I felt like Viola just hearing her interviews and you know watching her speeches and things of that nature. She does not care about most things. Like if it's not about her man <laughs> right? or her baby or her check, she does not true. care. Right? That's <laughs> like being That's completely right, honest. Yeah. So it, came, it felt like when she was talking about it, I was like, I can realistically see in a private setting Viola Davis talking about what, right? Like, point blank period. I don't see that for Carrie in the same sense. Like, I could, like you said, I could see her talking to her friends of color, possibly even her white friends, about WAP and the importance. Oh, her and Reese Witherspoon absolutely talked about all WAP. this. But yeah, exactly. But like, oh, I God. can't imagine her calling up Gabrielle Union and being like, girl. Okay, but I do see Gabby calling her and being like, girl. girl. But Gabby Gabby would definitely call her. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> True. Like, I feel like Gabby was probably one of her first black friends in Hollywood. I'm really talking about right now. folks could see my face. Yikes. Okay. I'm really putting this on the internet. <laughs> but Yikes. no, I, I feel like after Gabby went on her, I didn't get scandal to her. She was like, right. you know what? I'm going to be friends with her. Um... Because they also did that little Instagram live together. But what was I going to say? Did, yeah. Really quickly. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah. And then her, I feel like I think Carrie's social media presence has started to bother me because I feel like I can see the moments where it's absolutely a social media manager. Right. And I'm just like, this hurts me, especially because she social media managed Jamaican Independence Day. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but how dare you... <laughs> put out this basic as half as happy Jamaican Independence Day tweet. It didn't even make it to Instagram. And I'm like, so so you want to claim Nigeria left, right, and center, Mm -hmm. but 
your grandparents who came through Ellis Island get nothing. They wow. get a tweet. And it made me so upset. And like, I know, but it's like, for me, girl, I was talking about Independence Day anywhere I could. I'm so I saw the IG stories. Yeah. I am so proudly, bro. Um, Emancipence Week, I just put my flag up. I was just like, right. my flag will be out. I'm here. And so for us to claim her and her to only claim us when convenient felt frustrating. Understandable, definitely. And so there was that. And then, uh, and then Biden picked Kamala. Perfect segue. Go right into it, sis, because you know I got thoughts, feelings, and opinions. So slow, Joe. Stop hiding. Girl, try giving that name. I like that though, Slow Joe. Because me and my mom, I told you, call him Whispers. And I'll tell you the nickname yes. we came up for Kamala. Kamala? <laughs> no, because we thought that was too easy. We call her mm. Flip Flop. Flip Flop! No, my favorite was Black Pander. I love Black Pander. I need people <laughs> to see this face. Like, I'm tired. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it's doing perfect. this with y'all. Girl, did you see that interview she did where someone basically, I think it was Stephen Colbert was basically like, so you went after Joe in the interviews. I didn't even finish. I didn't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear her trying to explain how, explain away, telling how she man, called him called racist. Every, yes, exactly. Talk about busting and whatnot. I don't want to hear it. And that little girl was me. Was me. Bruh. But the main shirts that said that little girl was me on them like that wasn't that long ago Kamala I high key remember like the part that has me okay really quickly slow Joe picked um our dear sis black pander the flip-flopping <laughs> cop vice cop <laughs> um yes uh to be his vice president yes um and I don't care. I don't want to argue about whether or not she's a cop or how she has been violent towards trans people, black people, children, yes. family. Parents. Right. She's a flip-flopping ass. Super flip-floppy because now she's rejecting all of her progressive ideals. She said, I girl. don't really think we need Medicaid, Medicare for all. I was like, girl, no, you didn't run on that platform. You raised your hand on that debate stage. I saw you. This is my Super Bowl, Okay. I've watched. I don't want to hear about holding flames to feed. I don't want to hear about, well, if she wins, we win. I don't. When I I saw, can I be, that that, that campaign is sending me somewhere I don't need to be. Because we don't, the thing is this, the thing is this, being completely honest with you, I think two things can happen at once. I can be happy that I see a brown person, a person of color, a black woman as she identifies as the potential vice presidential or the vice president, potential vice president or vice presidential candidate of a major party. Sure, I can get excited about that. But not all representation is good representation. She's the only representation for me is the fact that she is black. Other than that, and a woman. Other than that, our representation kind of skews. Like, she is wealthy. I am not, (laughs) right? She, like, we grew up with single moms. Cool. But now she's like a stepmother and all of these other identities that I don't particularly have or see, right? She's mm-hmm. not as progressive as I think Black people need, we need at this point. And I mm-hmm. thought it was such an interesting point that during this election, right, you had Black religious leaders 
and scholars think two different ways you have older black people and younger black people think two different ways the Absolutely. the scholars and and younger folks were like listen we actually need progressive policies because while they're not race targeted they uh-huh. will uh, they will help us right and to uh-huh. the point i wish i had the the little video on hand where kamala literally was like why would i not help it she literally said i'm not gonna make no race specific policy <laughs> like why would I do that? And laugh. Like, she has this weird laugh about her where she'd be, like, dead <laughs> serious, but she'd be trying to, like, play it off. And I'd be so confused. But, like, and then, like, the religious leaders and older Black people was like, well, so we need to feel safe. And we feel safe with Joe. And I'm like, how? That crime bill is still there. Like, sis, I don't, I don't feel safe. And then with, like, Trump talking about they're trying to defund the police. No, they're not. They don't want to defund the police. They trying Joe to get them didn't join. <laughs> Joe explicitly said he was to go do that. He said, I'm giving them extra money. Now, I will, he said, I will try to give some money to communities of color so that way they can, you know, create programming for what? Better police relations? They still gonna get gunned down. So what are you talking about? They're still gonna be over police. So what are you talking about? Still gonna go to jail. And Kamala's gonna be the one to put us there. Like, I saw, did you see Jabuki's tweet? Jabuki literally was like, when they found out that Kamala was gonna be the VP, he was like, um, you know what? This is a great thing because my brother stole something from me and I need to know he goes to jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because that, that was, I love Jabuki. I truly no. do. Um, what was I going to say? I've also started to screenshot. Sorry, no, you're good. That was wonderful. <laughs> I've just started screenshotting everything he tweets that like I enjoy because right. I know it won't be there. It'll be the um, <laughs> Absolutely. But what I will say is Kamala is the result of the bastardization of identity politics. Because I think, because I think the whole idea and identity politics in of itself has become this buzzword of like, oh, black people only want black people. But the whole point is, is that the expectation is people that look like you are going to have similar interests and similar goals as you. So in an ideal world, Kamala, as a child of immigrants, as a black woman, as, as a, an, a multiracial person should have some sort of understanding of how her identities are in, in like inherently being fought against and therefore should work to reverse that. But instead yeah. she has built her entire platform off this idea of like, well, if I'm arrested niggas, they can't arrest me. So, and like, and like the more I arrest people, the more attention I'll get, the more power I can get. And so it's like, right. so you're literally building the, the, your platform on the backs of the people who, who build you. Yes. And that is so exhausting and so inherently counterintuitive to all of this rhetoric that we then push out because right. it's like, and like, I get it. I get that like as a woman, as a woman of color, she is going to receive so much bullshit. Right. And I, but ahead. that, but that cannot be sort of the defense of like well then we can't critique her in any way because they're gonna no, try no, no. and critique and her in these awful ways exactly like, the I two think, things aren't the same mm-hmm. and i 100 percent agree with you i feel like there is a space to critique her and her policies and the things in which she advocates for right because this is someone who will be the second highest leader in the land right but we don't have to necessarily deal with the racist remarks that are clear. Like, for example, all of the, the birtherisms that's coming out right now about, Girl. is she even American? Girl, she, Oakland, Oakland, California. She loves too short. She'll let you know that till times, okay? Like, quick link, period. 
but mm-hmm. I feel like we can we can disregard or we can like put away all of that and we can rightly stick up for her when racist attacks are coming and sexist attacks but what I'm not holding on her record speaks for itself literally she is a cop point blank period she loved her little badge it was cute for her like she literally joked and was like I'm going to sit her she told her friends she sent a letter to her friends not just her friends but to the people that she was um when she was mm-hmm. the uh, attorney general talking about the program where she's going to lock up parents for truancy, right? And her friend was like, we need to have a family meeting now because Auntie Kamala is going to put you and me in jail. And she laughed about it. And I was just like, Kamala. This woman is crying. Kamala. Like, oh, I God. just don't, I don't feel like, and I'm tired of, Democracy like, the, is a shame. Yo, I'm tired of the the infighting that's been happening on Twitter. Like, I respect people who don't want to vote. Like, at this point, I 110% respect people, especially Black people who don't want to vote, because they keep giving us the crap end of the stick. Like, we're always meant to settle between the lesser of two evils, right? No, this isn't same- even the lesser. This is the... Ugh. And like this is just evil. This is evil versus a different kind of evil. And if I'm keeping it a full 100, where everyone's like, we need to turn off the vote. We need to turn off the vote. Let's be clear. Hillary won the popular vote last the last presidential cycle. A whole foreign government decided that she was not fit to leave, so they decided to choose Donald Trump. What is to stop another foreign? entity to be like you know what bet but they don't even need the foreign entity you Girl, know they, why? They taking, Trump, he's they taking, taking the, the money. mailboxes like, Girl, he's taking the mailboxes literally the usps they literally said we in 46 states and dc we may not be able to turn out the votes on time like we may not be able to do what we need to do in order to make sure people's rights aren't infringed upon and i'm just like it's man stole ma- mailboxes and i'm like listen if you know you finna lose and you say you're trying to take money that you're not even constitutionally allowed to do we have like, to have the post office how am i gonna mail a letter it's my one dream in life to mail a long lost letter like a love letter and have it wind up 30 years later okay i want to meet i want to meet somebody at a train station and they get the it's a whole thing and i will tell you my vision later but I, I want it. that to happen. And guess what I need for that to happen? The United States Postal Service. Girl, they were selling crop tops. And the crop tops were cute. I'm not buying a crop top. I would just buy a book of stamps. Like, I'm not buying a crop You're top. You're not buying a post office crop top? I will buy a book of stamps, okay? I was ready to buy a crop top, but it was sold out. Um, <laughs> what, you didn't think I was going to buy a post office crop top? Anyways. I just spit up my water. I'm tired. Like, anyways, what I will say is the um, girl. See, you know, you know more things about politics. I try to avoid it because it's just gonna make me tired. And then I'm like, uh, the thing that I desire is for the U.S. to sort of completely fall apart. But that would require the U.S. to completely fall apart. And like, wow. I don't want to have to deal with that. I told you I want to be on my farm when this happens. You did want to be on your farm. Damn it. You wanted to be on your farm. Want to be on my fucking farm? <laughs> I want to. I don't want to participate. I just want to watch it. I mean, I feel like, like realistically though, at some point we have to. And, and COVID is a really bad thing. Let me make that a hundred and ten percent clear. 
the fact that we have over 5 million cases in this country and the fact of the matter that, you know, over 160,000 people are dead and probably more as the time that this podcast comes out. I still think COVID gave us a very unique opportunity to demand things of our government that we did not take a, a stand for. There's no, there's no reason in my mind that we don't have universal health care after this COVID pandemic. How is it that we fumbled, we fumbled the ball that hard? We don't have universal, universal health insurance. How do we not have universal basic income when literally, and then, and then this is the thing. The Senate literally said, we'll see y'all the day after Labor Day. Like, I got vacations to go on. Bro! <laughs> we are literally the class that couldn't win the, the pizza party. We couldn't. we couldn't. We couldn't if we tried. Because two niggas in the back wanted to play games. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, exactly what I'm talking about. They just be bad as fuck for no reason. You know what? For no because reason. Them, we're not having everybody. a pizza party. Bro. Um, but what was I going to say? I think I think the thing that bothers me most is that, like, okay, be real. This is going back to my little, uh, my little hashtag. Uh, I can make anything about scandal. So remember when, when Olivia fucked up? Like Olivia totally was like wilding, and yes. all the white people had given up on her. Yeah, and then Marcus still kept answering her calls and hanging out with her, and she was like, Marcus, why do you still hang out with me? And he's like, The only reason is because you black. Only reason skin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how this is. But my thing is, it's like I I can answer your phone calls. That don't mean I have to go take you to drinks. Like, so for <laughs> me, I decided that this is an election I will participate in. Yes, not because I want to, but because I feel like I need to. Right. Even though I know that I don't actually need to, but you know what? It's it's more. It's about I don't know. It needs to happen. It's gonna happen. Whatever. My thing is that doesn't mean that I then have to shuck and die for her these exactly. these these imageries did you see the one where rosa parks is looking down at her bust and she's like nice bust kamala what why would rosa parks be excited that kamala the cop harris has the bus i think that's the other thing too i think sometimes we uh, and i'm blanking on the this revisionist history right absolutely on what we think our civil right our former civil rights leaders would Girl, have wanted for the us ancestors are tired once again, I hate to bring up universal basic income, but I just think in this particular case, why don't we have it in the middle of a pandemic where people can't work? But let's be clear, MLK was a huge advocate for universal basic income. I don't know what kind of politics y'all thought they had, but they were pretty progressive. <laughs> the part I'm that really, tired. I think the thing that really took the cake for me was when Carrie Paul, her Instagram, she reposted. I don't even know where it is no more, but I was just so upset. It's, it was one of those. It went Sojourner, Harriet. I saw that. Maybe somebody else. Shirley. Kyle. I saw that. And I said, you will not. I saw you that. You will not compare I got very literal ancestors to someone who was actively enslaving Black people. Just and then you got the woman who made 13th and when they see her say you know what I saw y'all that. are getting real annoying talking about all the things she's done wrong but here she is literally uh carrie posted one that was like here are all the things that like kamala has done in her career and then at the bottom was an asterisk some people have issues with some of the things she's done and i'm like no 
It's not that we no. have issues. It's that the things that she has done have had serious consequences. Exactly. My she thing is... Stay uh-huh. in jail despite having evidence that would exonerate them. Come on now. Like, let's be clear. Folks, we got to wake up. And I think it goes back to this... I'm sorry. No, go for it. I think it goes back to this theme of like, our theme of the episode kind of being brand what is your brand what what's going on and i think part of the being a, a person who identifies as black right who, who is black part of the brand part of the theme is that we don't publicly call out you know when mm-hmm. when we publicly disagree when we're disagreeing with someone based on something and i think right now we're having this reckoning where it's like Black people are some, some especially Ooh, young we're, black uh-huh. people, we're, we're like, airing listen, dirty laundry. We're airing out our dirty laundry. We're having kitchen table talks in public. Like, uh-huh. we're saying, like, listen, sure, once again, we're at this Damn. lesser of two evil situations, but, like, at the end of the day, Damn. vote for her. And I'm like, sure, Damn. I'm going to throw my, my, my little vote mailing thing in the mailbox if it still exists on the corner of my block. But, like, she still did some really, really messed up shit. Like, and it's no way for us to go around it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I, I understand that we want to have our kitchen table talk in private, but at this point, we can't. Like, I feel like it's a detriment to us because then we have this thing of black people are monolithic. They think one way. You have Joe Biden literally saying the week before he chose a black woman as his VP. We're not as diverse as the Latinx community, what? which includes black people. And I think part of that. Thank you. Which I think part of that comes from we're having kitchen table talk. We're not mm. sharing our outer views with everyone. And like, I think mm. it's important for us to talk about the clear distinctions in our politics in what we want to happen. And I just feel like, I don't know, I'm just frustrated. Overall, I've been frustrated with this whole thing. And I couldn't be on Twitter but so like long because it was doing that. I think that's fascinating because I feel like I don't know. I feel like that just sort of explained my perception of this because it, I definitely do believe it's sort of like that idea of like, how dare y'all take this conversation outside of ourselves? Because I feel like what mm-hmm. Ava was saying wasn't like, wasn't like, don't talk. It was sort of like, don't talk about these things because we can't talk about those, these things right now. Right, right. And I feel like that is, part of it for me feels like, okay, so the black bourgeoisie is not truly as progressive as they would like to pretend to be. Sure, like you, you emailing the attorney general to arrest Breonna Taylor's killers is not the same as genuinely wanting to abolish the police. Um, Grace. But it's also that idea of like, where, where can Black people have conversations for themselves with each other? And like, how much of that does the rest of the world need to be privy to? Because it's yeah. that idea of like, what, what does this look like for white people to engage with this conversation? Because girl, you know, they already be teetering. They already don't <laughs> need a reason. They, do they don't not. need a reason. <laughs> and so you just hand them a reason. They're like, you know what? These are good reasons. So, but like also something I'm thinking about is like when even just like the sort of cultural material that Black people create and how far too accessible that has become because of Twitter and them. Oh, yeah. Like this whole... Absolutely. And it's starting to get annoying because now it's like everything that Black people do has to be a thing. Like, right. the, it's the mm for me. I hate it. I hate it so much. My younger sister and I watched Hamilton today, and, like, she used it casually, and I couldn't, like, pick it up for a second. But I was like, oh, that's what she's doing. And now I'm like, 
I went and on TikTok like, right after I saw the white kids do it. And I was like, well, this is dead now. It's fine. And they, they turned it into like a game. And I think yes. that's so stupid. Because I think what's really happening is it's like, we're, we're memifying our response and engagement with memes. Because what that really started out is like, I'm just going to point out the thing that happened in this meme, this video that I find funniest. Right. And so we took that and we're like, but like, we, let's take it further. Let's make that itself a meme. And I'm like, there's no point. That's stupid. You're just pointing out things. I You're really like just pointing things out. We're literally pointing out things. And I think you're, you bring a really great point in perspective in the sense, like, I think white people high key are memeing our humanity. <laughs> like, that's what Fucking it's truly. Jesus Christ. You are absolutely right. Coming down to. A hundred percent. Like, and they're calling it internet culture. Exactly. Exactly. Girl, I, I watched a TikTok where this girl said me, her, and her friends thought the word was, was chili. Chili. Ooh, chili. Girl, so I saw, I saw someone on Twitter that was like, uh, the, the macaroni line in WAP was because of a vine. I saw that and I was like, first of all, first of all, first of all, a I remember vine? being a child knowing what macaroni sounds were, okay? Girl, just listen to macaroni. Macaroni yeah. will tell you. Macaroni lets you know, okay? She absolutely will let you know. You don't need vine for that. I was like, a vine had nothing to do with this. Absolutely and not a vine made by a white boy. Come on now. They're literally memeing our humanity. And like I hate you said, it. calling it internet culture. And it's frustrating. It's exhausting because it's like, I also think there's sort of that whole thing of like, we are now so ingrained and invested in the internet that like the internet is literally dictating people's personalities. And also like comedy. And it's sort of just like, because uh, you know we all do it but then like where's the line like where's the sense of self where's the self-actualization happening here right, right, right. and like how much of this is like your own lived experience versus the lived experience you've been told you have via the internet that my friend was an absolute word okay like speaking of depicting lived experiences pew, pew, pew. You know, I'm queen of the segue. You um, are. Okay. This is how my brain works. My brain literally just makes connections and keeps going. Um, so do you want to talk about between or hair first? You want to do between? Let's do between. All right. Between's fine. So one. Mr. I was going to say, give the folks a good background on this first. I'm going to give as best as I can. So <laughs> one Mr. ta Coates who I heard a while ago was like, had like quit Twitter. He was like, I don't want to do this no more. So he quit it, which I think is hilarious because he definitely disappeared to write that other book. Right. The Water right. Dancer. I didn't read it, but. The Water, so, I did not read it either. But I heard maybe. things. It made Oprah's list, which can be, okay. you know, one way or the other. <laughs> All right. You know, one way or the other. Anyways, um, speaking of Oprah. So I guess Taranasi, you know, he wrote this, this beautiful little book between the world and me for his son talking about his experience as a black man i really appreciated it because i think the the one thing that i took away from it that i thought was most powerful was this idea of like black people specifically black parents hurting their children before the world can right and i'm gonna be real i see what see with me and my cat like my baby chewing on these plants and my first instinct is to sort of like push her away from the plant so she right. don't eat something and it's like that idea of like what does it mean to teach to teach survival in a world that's beautiful. like set on destroying you um and for whatever reason somehow somewhere didn't know this was turned into a play 
A stage play, yeah. A stage play that was performing. Which, it's not even a real play, if I'm being honest. I don't understand how it could be a play. It's a dramatic reading of the chapters. It's Are you literally fucking kidding me? They're just drama- reading it? They're reading it, but it's dramatized. So, like, Joe it. Morton was in the original. Ooh. He was in the original stage play, and he's just, like, doing what he does best. Like, it's like if Papa Pope gave the best monologue on Scandal. I'm not gonna lie. He was the only one I was seeing it for. Like... And Beth from This Is Us. But. I was gonna say I wanted Susan to do that. Those those are the two that I think I could sit and watch this happen. Apparently, My, we're getting mm-hmm. behind the scenes footage, which I don't really need. I think we're getting an in depth of his life. We're also getting an animation, which I don't really know I how this all. <laughs> I'm gonna be so real. When I read this headline, I was kind of like, why? That was my right. first instinct was like, absolutely why? Like the book was great. We all read it, but like this whole idea, like it didn't feel like there's enough story for it to be a play. So for you to tell me it's just Papa Pope reading it to me, sounds well, like a great time, but also yes. unnecessary. Like, I, I get it. You you know exactly why they're doing this. Literally, in the wake of Joe, I feel like white people want to talk about structural racism Not in a way American. that feels so very comfortable for oh, them. Fuck. This like, is like, this is American sun all over again. American sun all over again. Slightly better, let's be, be honest. Right? Like, top Mm-hmm. Out of all of his, out of all the work that I've read of his, including his time at uh, the Atlantic, oh, Atlantic? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I felt like Between the World and Me is mis- hit my favorite, my second favorite piece of his. The first one is The Case for Reparations, which I based my uh, first master thesis around, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big proponent in reparations, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. Oh. <laughs> yes. But no, like, absolutely. I... Between the World and Me was an amazing piece. I just, uh, I guess... You don't need it in a play for me. I'm, I don't. Like, I, I read the book. I understand and I how short the book was. And I didn't, I didn't need to go back to it. And right. I think that's the thing is we all read it when it came out. Right. Or at least most of us read it. Those of us within, who were gonna I, read it, read it. Within the first two years of, its com- of it coming out, I think most people sat down and chewed it up. Because yes. I felt like it's, it's, a week, it's a weekend read. It's small. Yeah, it's short. Nice you get through you can get through it i think i read it in undergrad i'm pretty sure i read it like i read it Mm -hmm. since i was a 15 i know that for sure great time Uh, yeah fabulous time had a real reckoning with it i don't need nine actors to read it to me i love i I love that we're diversifying people's you know multiple intelligences we understand that some people are audio learners this absolutely. Is not for I'm me. absolutely an audiovisual learner. I just feel like I was kind of like, why are we going back here? But this, now that you sort of situated it in this idea of like, how about we spoon feed white people black literature and black knowledge? It's sort of like, oh, it, no. In my heart, if I'm being 100% honest, I feel like this conversation will probably, now I have not seen the stage play. I've seen little YouTube clips of it, right? Okay. Um, And that's where I see Joe doing his like, I'm absolutely gonna watch it for Joe. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I love Joe. I feel like this is going to go a little bit more smoother than I think in in terms of black people and blackness than I feel Mm. like an American Sun did. Than I feel like Blackish tries to do. Like I feel like this will make white people grapple with their life a little bit differently. Just an understanding Mm -hmm. of absolutely. Do I still think mm -hmm. it lets them off of the hook? absolutely but i also think because the source material was inherently for black people 
Like at the end of the day, this is still something that was not written for them. Speaking of, I did you did you watch the Blackish special episode that they just put back on the internet? I did not, but I have to. You can I tell did. me. I don't. You know I don't care about spoilers. Oh girl, it was just about Trump. It didn't matter. It was like Trump, the environment, and kneeling, and it was. I feel like I'd already watched it. It was not good. It was not that exciting. Okay. It was not that special. It but was, once again, did you expect much? I hate, I can't, why is everybody named Kayu with a Y that's famous so bad? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why are they so bad at it? It's terrible. Please tell me. Terrible. I can't stand him. This shit was so fucking stupid. Um, That's a conversation for, one day we're going to spend a good hour talking about this man because I have general complaints. I have genuine complaints. I hate this man. Um, I also have an article to send you where Carrie was talking about her experiences with Scandal, American Sun, and uh, Little Fires Everywhere. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, The way she talked about the interracial, like, interracial relationships was very interesting. Okay. Yes. I was Yes. I also started rewatching Little Fires and great time. Also, Reese Loki did deserve that Emmy nomination. Yeah. Actually, Heike. Reese did a phenomenal. I will say this: I enjoy Reese the producer a little bit more than I enjoy Reese the actress. Um, only because I think she's attempting to. I think it still comes from a very white guilt place, but she's attempting to grapple with being intentional with the content mm-hmm. in which she's trying to to produce. Right? Absolutely, so I I'm, agree. I'm reading a book right now called Such a Fun Age. It's actually a really, really mm. good read. Um, and it made her book club. And I was hoping oh, that book either, club is, yeah. I was hoping that she buys the rights mm-hmm. for this because I think it will be a phenomenal film. Now, granted, I don't think she actually would only because it's like little fires everywhere, but for people our age, right? Mm. Um, it's insanely phenomenal. Hey, and, her book club definitely seems like she's she's reading the books. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah, she definitely I get that deserved, yeah. I, what I will say is I feel like Reese is playing the same character over and over again. It's just she, she with plays, more and more self-awareness. She plays low-key racist white woman better than anybody Absolutely. I know. And I think the only difference now is that there are actual black people for her to be, like, racist towards. Exactly. Because... Yeah, she's the same white woman every single time. Exactly. Though I will say, have you ever seen Election? No. It's one of her first films. She's like super young in it. Oh, her baby. Uh, it's right. It's her and Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew, there you go. Yes, it's her and Matthew Broderick, and it's hilarious, but also weird as hell. It's basically she's running for senior. Well, she's running for class president. Right. Um. And so the teacher who's running the election doesn't want her to win because she had an affair with his teacher friend and he's afraid she's going to have an affair with him. So he tries to sabotage her election. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird one. It's definitely a weird one. It's literally just a grown man hating a a child. I will watch it because it does sound interesting, but it also sounds mad weird. Like, it sounds hella weird. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that's so, oh it's so strange. I loved it. Um, it's giving you sort of like Heather's type of energy, Loki. Okay, okay. Not as dark, but like something like that. Um, 
Okay. What was I going to say? Point is, wait, let me look back at our agenda. Um, um, between the world and me, Edmund. Yes. Um, okay. So, yes. So, Between the World and Me, uh, I will, I will watch it. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think the sort of content that's coming out right now is very interesting because it's like, it's always that question of who's it for and what is it trying to say? And so, speaking of, did you watch the trailer for Bad Hair? I did not, but guess what I'm going to do right this second? Right? It's a minute and 11 seconds. One, one, one. All right, I'm watching it. Oh, look at that. Y'all ain't telling me Robin was in this. Everyone's in it. Every fucking body. Every black person that ever black. I'm gonna I'm let you finish, and then I'm gonna tell you a tweet. <laughs> wow. I thought this was Sheree from Real Housewives for a minute. Mm-mm. I'm screaming. Why is James Vanderbeek in this? Why is Usher in this? Why is <laughs> Lena Waithe in this? <laughs> Lena Waithe with the braid wig. With the braided wig that's utterly bad. Why is Blair Underwood? Mm-mm. I love Blair Underwood. Okay. You finished? I finished. Uh, really quickly, the tweet, because it's not related. The tweet was like, where, uh, where two or more black people gather, Loretta Devine will be there. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all, okay? Because Loretta will be in anything. But, um, yeah, so everybody and their mama. Everybody and their mama is in this film. Truly everything. Everyone it's, is in here. Yes. So, I don't, okay, do we have the description of bad hair? Uh, uh, let's see. What I will say is it's directed by Justin Simeon, who directed yes. Dear White People. And yes. I personally really enjoy his work. Yes. I loved Dear White People. I thought Dear it was White so People good. slaps. I, I loved the movie. I loved the show. Mm-hmm. He seemed to have sense. Um, and so I was like, hmm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to see where this is going. And then Twitter was like, is this a movie about a woman being haunted by a weave? Let me read the, the little bio that they have. Yes. So, in this horror satire set in 1989, I think that is key to remember, yes. Bad Hair follows an ambitious young... Oh, I don't like where this is going. Oh, <laughs> an ambitious young woman who gets a weave in order to succeed in the image-obsessed world of music television. However, her flourishing career comes at a great cost when she realizes that her new hair may have a mind of its own. It's apparently coming... October 23rd. Before yes, it's a Halloween movie. Yes. And Lord. I think that is hilariously heinous. Like, I am really intrigued with this idea of, like, what Black people can do with horror. Speaking of Lovecraft County comes out on Sunday. This Very weekend. Exciting. Because I think Black people have the capacity to sort of revolutionize this genre of horror. And, like, I personally have hated horror for a very long time. Because it is based on our real lives! (laughs) Exactly! Because I'm so tired of it's either demons or white psychopaths. Like, I love this idea of engaging with, like, what is the horrific trauma of racism? And, like, what I really hope this can be is a commentary on the ways in which Black people have to conform in order to succeed and all those things. But it's also, like, there's that fine line between, like, brilliant and tacky and i feel like he could do it whereas mm-hmm. i wouldn't trust lena to do it i don't trust lena to do most things i keep telling you this i trust her to wreck homes Yikes. 
I realize how out of pocket I am on this podcast, and I, I just need love to apologize. This show, but I appreciate it. I'm sure there's, the 16, there's no it's now the 16 people. Uh, we got another one. Another one. Another one. Um, who listened to it? Enjoy it. Um, my one friend gave me her her like phenomenal feedback was that she really enjoys our dialogue but on top of that she just thinks you're genuinely funny and very blunt and honest and i was like yeah no this is how she is in real life (laughs) i think that's the thing i realized about my humor my humor isn't that i have jokes my humor is that i just i just state observations and my observations are very accurate and that's what makes them funny (laughs) i literally literally that's why i don't think i talk shit i just sort of just say what's true and it's it's very real it's also partly why i feel like I am Abed Nadir, and Abed Nadir is me. And yeah, Lord. I'm rewatching. I'm rewatching Community. I just watched the Blackface episode last night, and I cackled. I laughed my ass off. I'm done. Okay, to but- kind of go back to it, what we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, what I was saying. Oh, I had to pull up my notes to kind of sort of go back to what we were talking about. Bad hair. Okay. Keeping it a full 100. Mm-hmm. I am going to watch it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the message... Like, I... Okay. I think based on the description, I might not like it, but I think the execution is what matters, right? Mm-hmm. I think, based on what I read, this is not going to be my cup of tea because the whole idea of straightening your hair, perming your hair doing all those different things just so white society fits in. Like, even the meme mm-hmm. that was going around, and I think it was in response to this, um, about how I go in during the interview and how I go in the first day mm-hmm. of orientation. Yeah. Like, and I think maybe it just hit home because I do find myself, if I'm interviewing for something, to just have my hair not necessarily straight, but pulled back in a bun to be presentable. But then it's like, I'm not showing up as my full authentic self, right? And I want to know mm-hmm. what that message is. However... Keeping in mind that the film itself is set in 89, right, uh-huh. or 86, or whatever year I just said. Um, it's 89, yeah. That, plus, I know I genuinely enjoy his work. Dear White People, both the film and the um, TV show. One of my favorite things. Can't wait for season four. Uh, although it's going to be our final season. Wait, um, the, a new season's coming out? Yeah, I mean, it's not coming out anytime soon because, you know, COVID. Yeah, but I didn't see, I didn't even hear anything about it. It's this final season, though. Uh, I'm not mad. I feel like the last season was a stretch in of itself. That whole, like, cult order thing was such a flop. It didn't do what it needed to do, but overall, the show itself is still phenomenal. Um, He also has a podcast. I don't know if he still does the podcast. Um, I listened to the one with him and Zazie Beats on it. They were talking oh, about being black, being uh, affirming their blackness, but loving white partners. It was a bit of a stretch for me. I don't. I don't want to. Speaking, no, a... speaking of which, really quickly, so you know how you have your Tony Goldwyn moment, like that's the white man that you would risk it all for. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the, the white, white man. man I, that's the white man I appreciate with with gratitude. I appreciate. Because if you take it too far, then I get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable. Question, Who's the white man I risk it all for? white man you risk it all for? Because I feel like all people have all black people. Like women, I can't. We have one. I can't. You can't name one white. I can't. That no, I literally couldn't do it. I can appreciate from afar. I can appreciate in theory. I can't do it. 
you know who's been on my mind lately? And I Who? think this might be the white boy. I want you to guess first. I feel like this is the white America's boy. America's ass? Or? No, no. He's, no? like, attractive, but, like, no. Um, who's a white boy that's relevant? That is key. He's relevant, but in, like, a low-key way, and he's, like, mad annoying, and for some reason, it's, like, a bit of a Annoying? He's, like, very please tell me please tell me we're not talking about who i think we're talking about who are we talking about girl because i'm thinking about edward cullen yes <laughs> she's coming in a second um yeah robert pattinson is the one i'd risk it all for to be clear that man looks so dirty you know who okay you know who i had a dream about and then i realized but also like people have been talking about him recently and i'm like wow i get it now yeah speaking so, of of white men who what? have dated fka twigs um Shia LaBeouf <laughs> I have an appreciation for Shia LaBeouf that I did not realize that man has aged beautifully he did I think he really got his things together yes he like he got like this deep voice now I was just I'm a fan did you just see him with the COVID test exactly right. exactly right that's all so, I needed I was like you know what I'm a fan so yeah I, I thought about it the other day and I was like I personally believe that Robert Pattinson is the white man that I'd risk it all for. I solidify. I, I'm comfortable with that. Your face is saying otherwise. <laughs> Girl, God bless. Like, that is something joy. about the dirtiness and the. <laughs> There's something about the dirtiness and low key. Uh, you're so like, off topic. I, there's something. There's something there. Someone said him and Daniel Radcliffe have the exact same chaotic energy, and yet they yes. are the exact opposite. That's very accurate. Yeah, that's and very very accurate. Yeah, maybe it's the chaotic energy that I'm actually personally attracted to. That I don't even know. Listen, um, but listen, we're listen. so on topic. So uh, on topic. Yeah, and no, not really, because we got here because of. Justin's podcast. Justin and his podcast, and, yes. And Zazie and them talking about white Yes. Love. But I think what I'm thinking about, and to just clarify, I don't think blackface is funny. Um, <laughs> I just want to click, because you got me, I was like, that's not my point. My point is, something I've been thinking about is sort of like, what we laugh at and when. Yeah. And sort of like, and how nowadays we engage with things so differently. Mm-hmm. Because like, the thing is, it's like, Back in the day, someone puts them out and you like watch it, and then, like, you know, you go to the movies, and then when you leave the movie, it's like, What did you think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? Now mm-hmm. it's like, We put out a trailer for the movie, and we got six think pieces about the trailer. And it's like, You can't have an opinion about the thing because people are constantly already like developing their opinions. De- exactly. And it's like, right. We're constantly picking things apart without giving ourselves the opportunity to engage with the thing. And I feel like something I've been thinking about, and I was talking to my roommate about it, was like, the ways in which we're sort of like so afraid of that now that television has become like revisionist history so like i'm rewatching community yeah and like and so you know how like there was this whole reckoning earlier during quarantine where they were like all of these shows are taking off their blackface episodes because mm-hmm. oh my gosh they did blackface and it's like okay but like i would rather you own up to the fact that you tried to make a really fucked up joke mm-hmm. during a time where humor looked very differently and like give me the opportunity to engage with it and like figure out how i feel about it and so Don't like take this, that opportunity away from you exactly because then all you've told me is that you did blackface you didn't tell me why you didn't tell me what you were trying to say you literally were just like and and then that's like then you're trying to pretend like it didn't happen 
And so the thing with community that I've always really appreciated, though I'm learning more and more about Dan Harmon that I don't really right. know how I feel about, Mm-hmm. was that his for him the butt of the joke is never black people it's like here are all the fucked up things white people white people and non-black people do and say to black people yeah and so the blackface was it was it was hilarious because it was so utterly heinous like it was just so awful that i could not help but viscerally laugh because why the fuck would you do that and like i feel like that was the joke and like was it a crass joke absolutely but i think at the end of the day the joke wasn't like blackface it's funny it's like it's like the, what was funny was like why the fuck would you do that and I feel like that was something that, like, I was given the opportunity to engage with. And I feel right. like that's the thing I wish I kind of want with all of these things with, even though inherently we're doing the thing that I'm complaining about, which is, like, talking about things before we have opportunity <laughs> to engage with them. But, like, I want the opportunity to watch Justin Simeon's spooky black hair Halloween movie mm-hmm. before I have an opinion about it. And I want to watch Between the World and Me before I have an opinion about it. Because the thing is, is I watched American Sun before all of these sort of before most people saw it because I saw it on Broadway and like I had my feelings about it and it wasn't like I was able to sort of engage with it for myself before having to think about it It was like oh here's this thing that was created for white people to feel better about themselves right but also like I don't know that's a lot of thoughts in one but that's sort of my wrap-up no that makes sense I think that is absolutely perfect because I think one thing I was thinking of when you were talking was just the fact of the matter that be keeping it a full 100. I feel like when they themselves are like, we're going to take it away, take the, the Blackface episodes away, it's almost as if, one, they're erasing themselves from the narrative. Once again, Absolutely. I watched Hamilton earlier. Um, <laughs> but, then, but then, two, it makes them feel like I've done something, but it's at the expense mm. Of black people once again because you made the executive decision to take that episode away without having a real reckoning with the public, right? Because did we ask y'all to say we've seen the shows, we know. The thing that has me weak is it's like it's like you are also the one who fucked up. So if, if anything, you're just back to square one. You're like, look, I did something. It's like, okay, but you also did the bad thing. So you taking okay. away the bad thing you did doesn't make you a good person. No. And yeah, and so I don't know. It's, I just black people should have more money to create more things. More absolutely. famous white people should be producers because let's be real, Brad Pitt as a producer is better than anything he's ever acted in. So stop. I was going to say, where are my Brad Pitts in the world? Put your money there, right? Like I'm trying Jordan silent. to put his money in things. Jordan trying to stretch a coin, okay? Right? Jordan but, can't do it all. Jordan can't make every spooky black thing that we ever watched. I'm tired. Can other right. black people make spooky things? I want to see the brilliance that is. Speaking of black people, really quickly, mm-hmm. um, shout oh, out nice. to Nia DaCosta for Ooh, oh, Captain Marvel, Marvel too. Yes. yes, I really hope that one's better than the first one. Like I loved it, but it had so many issues. It felt like a Tampax commercial. I love that movie. Okay, but you have to admit there's at least one moment where it feels like a Tampax commercial. Sure. I'm not, <laughs> even going, I'm not even going to argue with you there. I'm not even going to argue with you there. But I thought it was really fantastic. It was great. I was tired of the white men complaining about Brie Larson. Absolutely um, not. And the fact this is a female lead situation. Okay. No, that wasn't my issue. Fits well within the Absolutely. trilogy and Captain Marvel. I'm back. Wait, wait, period. Yes. 
I love, like, I love Captain Marvel and I love the movie, but you could just tell that this was very much so, like, we would like to pander to young white girls. Whereas I feel Absolutely. like, whereas I feel like she had so much, and like the problem was, was then when you made this movie to pander to, to young white girls, hurt anywhere else in the franchise gets completely lost. Because Absolutely. why the fuck do we set her up as the most powerful person in the franchise? We, we find a way to make her someone who will absolutely be able to defeat Thanos. And then you go have her be fucking hall monitor to the stars in, the, in, in Endgame. I will say, and we can maybe have an episode about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe overall, but I was terribly disappointed in Endgame overall. Mm. they did yeah. not utilize and like that little girl scene moment let's be real we don't oh, ever girl, get girl. listen elizabeth olsen in my personal opinion is not a great actress okay but scarlet witch does what she needs to do she scarlet does. witch almost she's casually single-handedly defeated thanos she's so casually so powerful what oh, is she the rest, yes what do we need the rest of the boys for when she That's was real. about to she literally said you took everything from me and thanos was, a, was about to get it on his worst day Imagine Girl. her and Captain Marvel just like, we're going to take care of this. We got this, y'all. Calm down. We got this. Period. Absolutely, period. Fire. And then maybe you could, like, sprinkle Thor in there because he's such right. a cutie. But yeah, and I think oh, that... No. Yeah. Uh, no. What? You know don't I do don't this. like that, man. Don't do this. <laughs> Thor Jamal Odinson is so fine. Yo, I, I am solid on Thor. Y'all got Thor. He's so adorable, especially when he got the haircut. But I feel like Dia DaCosta is about to do what uh, I don't quite, I've never said his name out loud, but uh, Taika Waititi? Yes. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I do know who you're talking about. <laughs> because when I tell you that Thor Ragnarok kicks Girl. any other Marvel movie's ass, you I believe me, Thor Ragnarok? I loved it. Visually, I thought it was, you didn't like it? I I personally enjoyed it. It's one of my faves. But I also feel like you don't see it for Thor that much. I don't love Thor. That is very real. I don't love Thor. I thought the cameos were interesting and really well done. I love Loki's storyline because I genuinely love Loki. Uh, he's my favorite villain in the, the universe. Um, I don't I know. Like Loki's I, the only villain who, who actually makes sense. Because she's a huge professional he troll. Has, yes and he also has a storyline that makes me sit and be like i can understand how we ended up to this point yeah. thanos taking it upon himself oh girl to that destroy was so the world like he for, for no reason he's literally white men who take who took one poli sci class and is now like <laughs> we need to destroy everything <laughs> he said he learned what a utopia was and like yep i can make he that said, happen that he's like this is my responsibility but girl. like I don't know. Thor Ragnarok was not the worst for me. It was not also the best. Which one is the best for you? I have to sit with what I think the best one. The best. Okay. We'll come back to this. My point is is I think that when you have a director Mm -hmm. with a who isn't like fucking J.J. Abrams and then like (laughs) who has like a particular perspective I feel like you get a better telling of the story particularly because they're grounding it in something real like I think something we've been talking about is the ways in which when you're telling your story you're not just telling a story like let's be real 
X-Men is my favorite franchise because okay. it's not about fucking mutants. It's about oppressed people. Yes. And let's be real, superheroes exist because of oppression. oppression. Because yes. of because of, of Nazis. And like when in 2020 we actively have Nazis, like I feel like our superheroes should be more than just wealthy white men absolutely being wealthy and white. Absolutely. And their stories should, should of, reflect that. We don't need a bunch of Tony Starks. We don't need another Batman, although Robert Pattinson is Batman, so I'm gonna just, I you know, take one I for don't the scene. Care. I do, but I, I'm gonna watch it because I just wanna see it, but like right. girl. Understand understandable. I definitely get where you're coming from, and I feel like there are more diverse versus voices, excuse me, that we can, can be tell showcasing. These same stories. Yeah. Right, right. That we can be showcasing and more talent both in mm-hmm. front and behind the scenes. Absolutely. And I think when you have when you have more diversity behind the camera, it like it just automatically improves the story in front of it. Even it elevates if, the story. Yeah. Even yes, even if there is if white people are the center of that story. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel 2. Dewanda mm-hmm. really fumbled that bag, even though she could not act. But she fumbled, fumbled the bag. Like she thought she decided not to do Captain Marvel. So she could do She's Gotta Have It, which ended up getting canceled. Like It was also so bad, but she cannot act. I'm not doing this with you again, because we talked about this last thing. I'm not I know we this. did, because I remember talking about it. She can't. So many people can't. Anyways, um, I feel like, is there any other last thoughts? On bad hair? Um, No, I am intrigued. I will say this. I will definitely 100% give it a shot. I probably will end up liking it. I just don't particularly care about how we got here. But also, it's set in 89, so I'm adjusting my expectations. Um, Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for Black people to put out more Black things. For sure. Is Candyman coming out on demand? Candyman is supposed to come out in September, October, something like that. Also, Zola's coming out at some point. Yes, at some point. I'm very excited. I I reread the thread. And I was just like, wow. Can you send me the thread? I can try and find it. I, yes. um, Jeremy O'Harris has been tweeting a lot about it, and someone oh, wow. put it under his one of his tweets. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to love um, definitely. Yes. So I would yeah. like to revisit. I feel like we went a little bit over because we, we tangented. You know, um, we do what we do best. Guys. Okay. I'm also really glad that people think I'm funny because I know I'm funny. I'm like, wow. Nah, for real. Like, the two friends that I've talked to literally have said that you are really high-key funny. And I was like, yeah, she's like this in real life. Like, <laughs> oh, she is yeah. like, I felt like... Oh, thank you, thank you. I felt like a really great wrap of all of this. We mm-hmm. talked about the question that we talked about before, but, like, all of this has to do with, like, personal brand. That was the kind of the theme of today's mm-hmm. episode. And I have to ask, what is your personal brand? What is your brand? What do you give us? Mm-hmm. I was actually, that's actually perfect because I was just thinking about this. Like, I feel like I'm the funny man and you're the facts. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm giving you sort of the ridiculous observation thoughts that I have in my head and you're just okay. filling in with all the other background, I'm all the sorry. stuff that we need. And I love it. I feel like, so I thought about this in a little detail since we thought about this question, but like my therapist, mm-hmm. when I was like, so I've been in therapy for like almost two years now, which mm-hmm. know, shout out to people or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were talking about like 
how there are multiple Emmas inside of me, but yes, like, we course. only publicly show one Emma. And the of one course. Emma that we're showing or that I have a tendency to show is the very put together, very intelligent, like you said, facts, right? Mm-hmm. I give that Emma out to the world. And I think I'm starting to explore what those other Emmas look like, right? So yeah. I realized I have a real goofy side. Like my humor Absolutely. is weird, if that makes sense. Because I'll have like really dry humor, but it's You're also almost, somehow yes. kind of goofy. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I feel like, I feel like, the facts come with laughs because I think like I think the the funny I think funny looks different for everybody I think for me it's like I think a lot of my humor comes from the fact that I don't filter I just say what I gotta say that's real Um, and I think and I think like I think everyone is funny I do not like (laughs) I think I've had some unfunny humans who do not know how to laugh at themselves like, or anything else okay but i feel like there are people who are funny without knowing or trying to be funny but this is the thing if i don't if 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 no one else is picking up on the funny energy are you then funny yes as long <laughs> as you laugh you're funny <laughs> like a hundred percent like the reason i know i'm hilarious is because i will crack myself the fuck up but i also feel like people will tell you you're funny like okay but like that i feel like that's I feel like I could think of at least one example of when we were in class and you high key made the professor like low key laugh. Like, (laughs) and it was because once again, you had no filter and you said exactly what was on your mind. I'm thinking of our adolescent class. Um, I feel like I've definitely made her laugh a couple times. A lot of times, but no, like, I I don't know. I feel like my brand, I feel like there are multiple Emma's inside of me and I'm trying to, make a brand where they're all cohesive mm. another right so we That's have hard. that intelligent factual side right who's very put together and very adult and mature but then we have that like super goofy side that comes out and like just likes to laugh and like does, does the silliest things in the world but then you have like crystal emma right and she's like super spiritual and wants to think about the deeper meaning of life and what does it all mean what are we coming down to and mm-hmm. like i don't know i think right now that is my brand it's fusing them all together oh yeah and i think the thing is is that the thing inherently about brands is you're trying to distill an entire existence into a box and that is literally impossible because there's there's never going to be a box big enough to hold every single iteration of self exactly and it's also like it's there are times where you literally can't be all of those things at the same time Mm -hmm. but that like i feel like that doesn't sort of devalue or take away from any and all of those iterations because I've definitely I, I definitely feel that where it's like you're 50 11 different people and it's like who am I going to be this week <laughs> um and like how do it's also then how do I show who that person is and be that person right 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 um because and I guess the question I guess there's two questions like who are you and who is your brand because I feel like those are yeah because I feel like yeah yeah the brand is sort of like who is it that you are trying to tell people you are that's perfect. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I feel like my brand as of right now is uh, queer Christian clown, crystal clown. Okay. Like, okay. and I'm I'm I've recently started reclaiming this identity as a clown because, like, I was never like a class clown until college. At the last realized I'm a bit of a not in like a haha look at me. It's like I'm gonna say things because I know it's gonna make people laugh. I will say this. 
You are hilarious. Okay. I, uh, I feel like so much of this episode is telling me that I'm funny. <laughs> no, like Haiki, you're hilarious because even the things that you would like low key, you would not say out loud to the class, but I'm, I sat next to you in most of our classes. You would say something and I would have to pull my head down because, like, because, you know, I have an obnoxious laugh, too. So I'm just like, bro, <laughs> like, I cannot. Yeah, I think and, and the thing is, is like, as you know, because you're helping me, um, I've started working on my website and I'm sort of like, how do I then distill <laughs> myself into this fucking website? And I have no clue. Hence why I haven't started. Um, but yeah, and I think and something that I sort of have I think prided myself on is like the things that I say and write and do I feel like weirdly somehow perfectly embody people's experience of me like I remember in high school I had a teacher say like I write like how I speak and I I really like that idea of Mm -hmm. being like when you read something it's like it's like I'm talking to you because it's sort of that idea that like I want to show up and it's and it's like I'm never going to be able to project to you the person that I'm in my head because like my roommate and I have been having this whole dynamic where I'll be like this is who I am in my head and like do you see that person she's like no and I'm like no but this is who I'm she's like no I'm like oh you're right I'm not that person because that that person only exists in my head I feel like that's actually a really beautiful statement and something that I've been exploring more is how once again you perceive you is different Mm -hmm. how others perceive you so mm-hmm. I think for some reason I come across as cold and stuffy, but I people don't think so. literally, literally, it was a conversation I had with you actually that made me realize people probably don't see me this way. I think I see me this way because I'm also like my worst critic, right? And mm. I know every single button to push to make me then crawl into a ball and like not want to get out my room for a week, right? Mm. Um, and I think I don't know. I feel like most likely the perception of self is very different than what the public thinks. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like, I had my my former boss who's now, like, just, like, in a mentor uh, mm-hmm. position, but she was just basically like, girl, you are literally the sun. And I was like, what does that, what yes. does that girl, mean? Girl, you are a rail sunshine. And I was like, cold wear. I don't think you could know, you would know how to be cold. I think because my humor is count. Okay, okay. Alright, because I have to just bring it. Have- okay. I gotta bring it Harry Potter style. You ready? I'm done. I think sometimes I had the, you know how Hermione was very, um, her humor was dry and like straight up to, like she didn't really have a humorous bone. <laughs> like, she wasn't funny, yeah. No. Sometimes <laughs> but I she, think. she was funny to herself, yes. She was funny to herself, but everyone around her was like, girl, if you don't be quiet. <laughs> I feel like that's the energy I think I give to people, but in real life, I'm very much a Luna Lovegood, right? And... <laughs> like if we're being honest in real life that's why yes because yes. luna, luna is very intelligent i think that's a part of the conversation that we miss luna's a rich yeah, yeah no she right? lives in her own head i feel like if there was a slytherin luna slash like bits of hermione in there that is who i am as a character that is who i am that's who i show up as right because like i'm going to tell you the spirits around you ain't sitting right she's talking about wax spurts in your head i'm talking about some energy around you is just not sitting with me i, I have I'm to screaming. go and i'm going to I'm skip my way screaming. down the block okay i love but it but i'm also going to like tell you some facts about some things because i just want you to know and i think it's important for the conversation yes dialogue. you're you're a luna, luna lovegood who reads her books and 
does all her homework and 100 points for Gryffindor. But is extremely ambitious. That ties it all together. That's yeah. why I think I am a, mostly a Slytherin. It's mostly because I'm very quick-witted. I'm pretty clever. And I'm very, very ambitious. I love it. I think that's what gives me my Slytherin is. But, I also, yeah. But, no, but. No, I was, what I will say is I love also this idea of like, how media and television specifically can give us the language to like understand ourselves as well as what we're experiencing like kind of friend who was like i'm experiencing something and the language i have to experience it is anime so she's sending me these videos like this is what i'm experiencing and me having never watched anime this anime before i was like i'm terrified but i understand what you're trying to tell me (laughs) it was so scary but i was like i'm here with you and i get it and like like, yeah no go ahead go ahead no yeah and so it's like also that reckoning of like who you think you are, who you think you're going to be versus who you are. Like, uh, I recently got my roommate to start watching A Different World. And, like, I told her, like, when I was growing up, like, my whole thing was, like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be Kimberly Reese because Mm -hmm. I want to be a doctor. And, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And in my mind, I'm I'm ambitious. I'm a go-getter. I'm going to be a doctor. And it was, like, this very, like, one note, this is who I am. And so then it took me a while to get there. But then I realized that I was Freddie, Freddie Brooks. And that was jarring at first. And then, like, the more I thought, I was like, damn, I really am. And, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. So I did not come to, I did not come to college clueless. But, like, <laughs> and it only got worse. Like, my roommate's not there yet, but I told her about Gary Dorden. You know who mm-hmm. Gary Dorden is? Um, and that, Shasta By the way, is... You are very, very, very much ready. I'm sitting here like thinking it through. Yes, it only gets it only gets more obvious the more you think about it. Uh, you don't even gotta add nothing. Nope. You Not are to nobody. I am Freddy, and I just want my shots. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm not doing this with you. No, but I don't because you know what's terrible. My twin flame is absolutely wrong. Like, he is a Ron. Like, he's not that much, but... But you you see it. You see it. I see it. it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hate Because it's perfect. But, like, anyways. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? My, uh, but yeah, I really love this, this language that we have for ourselves. So I feel like next week we should figure out our sun, moon, and rising for Harry Potter. Just because... Absolutely. You wanted to tell me because you know I I know, but I don't know. Um, I definitely, definitely. But yes. Okay. If all right. So if I had to boil down my my brand into a one liner, just really quick. One liner. Elevator pitch. Give it to me. I'm giving you my elevator pitch. My elevator pitch is, um, is my elevator pitch is I don't know. I know how it's gonna end, but I don't know how it begins. Do you have your your one liner or no? That, no. well, not this thinking process but like what i will say is my one-liner is nostalgic uh nostalgic afro-caribbean blurred um <laughs> queering it up in the name of jesus that was phenomenal yeah that was actually spot on Thank you very much. I need to write that down. You should write <laughs> that down. I'm a, when I uh, edit this, I will try to see if I can write it down exactly how you said it. I got it, I think. Okay. 
Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Not- I, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like for me, I'm giving you social justice. I don't want to say mm-hmm. warrior, but I feel like I'm giving mm. you social justice and Oh, oh, okay. Social justice goddess. No, we're going to rephrase that. Um, insufferable know-it-all social what? justice goddess. Why are you insufferable? Harry Potter reference, but also <laughs> okay. insufferable know-it-all. Um, okay. But also... Girl, you know I'm not pregnant enough for that. Um... I want to sit with this a little bit, but I feel like right now it's going to be insufferable, know-it-all, social justice goddess. I gotcha. Yeah. I'm a fan. All right. I'm a fan. All right. All right, so how we're closing this out, friend, because we got to give the people what they want. We got to give them a proper outro. All right, so this has been... <laughs> if we say all right one more time... <laughs> Our bet. Um, this has been Musings from Melanated Minds. My name is Freddie fucking up the system, Brooks. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, my all I got to say is stay black, stay blessed. Stay black, stay blessed. That, my friend, is a word. Do you wanna do you wanna outro yourself? I feel like who do I wanna be? I just kinda went with it. You could be Luna Love Luna Love Kid. I am I'ma call her Looney Lovegood, which is real mean. Also, why'd y'all think she was weird when y'all was literally kids full of magic? But that's another conversation for another <laughs> time. Uh I'm gonna be Luna Lovegood. Yeah, I'm gonna be Living I'm gonna, it up, love good. I'm gonna I wanna sit there. Living it up. Well, I don't know about living it up, but <laughs> living in her head, like living in her head, because that's where I I paid the rent there. Okay, boom. Period. Yeah. So this has been musings. Also, people prefer the the tagline musings. I do triple too. M, and I I sit well with that. I do. I'm a fan. Musings is one of my new favorite words for sure. So we're um, listening, people. We're listening. We're hearing the feedback. Right. Granted, we are friends with the people we're we are getting the feedback from, but still. Because who else is going to listen to this? Please, Carrie Washington, do not listen to this. Yikes. I mean, if she made it this far, that means she's listened to it. <laughs> I'm putting it out in the universe because she's not going to listen to it, but just in case. Just in case. Yes. All right, family. All right. We out. Yes, we are.